Good morning. Welcome everybody. This is Barry Cox and looking forward to spending time with you all this morning as the Lord has called us to share together. And um, following up on last week as we discussed just beginning with the end in mind and, and how the as we are seeking to discern our times and we're thinking about the, the the question of you know what what is what are the end times ultimately about and that how they're they're ultimately about the return of Jesus and just seeking to discern our times and seeing if we are indeed at those times when when Jesus may indeed be returning and so then as we're looking at that we looked at we wound up our discussion last time as we're seeking to begin with the very end in mind and you know and it's awesome to look at the very end and see that that you know God is making all things new and he's creating a new heavens and a new earth and um you know we'll wrap up we'll just wrap up our little introduction here with revelation 21 verse 5 uh he who was seated on the throne said, I'm making everything new. Then he said, write this down for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, it is done. I am now from the mega, the beginning and the end to the thirsty. I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit this and I will be their God and they will be my children. And John says in his epistle, 1 John, that this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And so, so as we as we move into d- today's discussion, what we're discussing today is just the our current reality. Where where are we in in our current r- world in relation to you know the return of Jesus? Where are we? Well, I believe a way to think of it. And I think this is just uh, the reality of our world too. Is just we have kingdoms in conflict, and 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 as I'm sharing this, you know, some of this may, uh, you know, people don't talk about this the way I'm going to talk about it today very much at all. And I'm simply going to use the words of Jesus and just just put this in the way that Jesus put it, and. You know, again, just kind of underlining the main point, our current existence is a reality of we have kingdoms in conflict according to Jesus. And Jesus Jesus makes this vividly clear in particular, you know, in his discussion in John, in John's gospel, the last, it's amazing, he has this long extended description of all that happens with Jesus on the night he's betrayed. And so many of these verses that will come from that as as his, as Jesus's reality of giving himself as an atoning sacrifice is coming about. And so, um, you know, and even further, Jesus refers to the reality of kingdoms in conflict, even in the Lord's Prayer, as he tells us to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And, you know, in again, as Jesus is about to be betrayed, he makes it really clear that in the realm of the spiritual, eternal world, there are indeed 
kingdoms in conflict. He says in John 12, 31, the time for judging this world has come when Satan, the ruler of this world, will be cast out. He, he continues in, in John 14, verse 30, I don't have much more time to talk to you because the ruler of this world approaches. He has no power over me. He continues in John 16, 11, judgment will come because the ruler of this world has already been judged. Further, John 18, as Jesus is in his trial before Pilate, he, he really gets specific about his kingdom. And in particular, he, he addresses just kind of the heart of, the, of what we're seeking to do as we're discerning our times, as he addresses the truth. And so Jesus says in John, or, or the, the discussion that John has in John 18, verse 33, then Pilate went back into his headquarters and called for Jesus to be brought to him. Are you the king of the Jews? He asked him. Jesus answered, my kingdom is not an earthly kingdom. If it were, my followers would fight to keep me from being handed over to the Jewish leaders. But my kingdom is not of this world. Pilate said, so you are a king. Jesus responded, you say I'm a king. Actually, I was born and came into the world to testify to the truth. All who love the truth recognize that what I say is true. You know, all right. So as the psalmist says, Selah, which means let's pause and think about this. Jesus is saying so clearly here, as he's about to be betrayed and go to the cross, he, he is saying, all right, well, in the whole context of all we've been discussing here, all right, our prayer needs to be, all right, his kingdom come. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And then he says very clearly through all this, Satan, the ruler of this world, has been judged by Jesus, giving his life as an atoning sacrifice. Then Jesus says he, he, his very purpose in coming to this world the first time was to testify to the truth. And he's saying that his kingdom is not an earthly kingdom. And he says further, those who love the truth will recognize that what Jesus says is truth. And so, and again, in this time of great deception and is seeking to, to understand and discern the truth, it's beautiful to say, my very purpose, in, you know, Jesus is saying here, my very purpose in coming is to testify to the truth. And those who love the truth will know that what I'm saying is the truth. What an amazing thing. So, all right. So, so if Satan is a ruler of this world, as Jesus clearly says here repeatedly there in, in John's gospel, what's the nature of his kingdom? Well, Jesus makes this clear in a confrontation he has with the Jewish leaders. This is in John chapter 8, verse 31. Jesus said to the people who believed in him, You are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So, if a person follows the teachings of Jesus, he'll know the truth and have the freedom to walk with God. But the religious leaders of his day, they, they have a big 
confrontation here in John 8. They can't understand what Jesus is saying. They, they angrily respond and proclaim, hey, what are you saying about us being, we're not slaves, we're not in bondage. We are, we are free children of Abraham. And in fact, God himself is our father. What are you talking about us needing freedom? Jesus answered them and said, put it this way. He describes why people cannot understand his ways. So John 8, 44, Jesus says to these Pharisees and religious leaders, why can't you understand what I'm saying? It's because you can't even hear me. For you are the children of your father, the devil, and you love to do the evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So when I tell you the truth, you just naturally don't believe me. So Jesus declares here that these guys are deceived. They're actually children of the devil, the father of lies. So <clears throat> as Jesus, you know, the truth of Jesus' discernment here of how he saw these people is verified by his own death at the hand of these very same people who, who had him murdered on the cross. He says to them, this is this is long before this is, you know, weeks or whatever before his crucifixion. But he's saying to them, all right, you're a murderer. And, and you know, and this is taught, and Jesus is saying here, all right, what is the nature of Satan's kingdom? Lies, deception, murderous actions. And even, even history verifies the murderous nature of Satan's kingdom through all the death and destruction throughout all the ages of history. And it's even especially epitomized in the 20th century by all the millions of people who died in the world wars, died under the oppression of communism. And so, but, but, you know, as we look at discerning our times, scripture prophesies that even worse times may come. And so, or are coming. So certainly many people in our day also can't understand the truth when it's spoken because why? Well, as Jesus put it here, it seems that they are children of the father of lies. They are deceived by the God of this world, Satan. So what it, how do we deal with this? What, what, how, what's, how do we get out of this kingdom of darkness and deception and destruction and death? Well, God so loved the world that he sent his son to provide the way, the truth, and the life. Now, Nicodemus was a Pharisee. He was just like those guys that Jesus has been talking to. So Nicodemus comes to, to Jesus in this famous interaction. I mean, this is the basics of John 3.16, but it's, but it's addressing the reality of the kingdoms in conflict. Listen to Jesus and Nicodemus, their discussion here. He came to Nicodemus, came to Jesus secretly at night and said, Rabbi, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. Jesus replied, I'll tell you the truth. Unless you're born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Verse 5, 
Unless someone is born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which has been born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not be amazed that I said to you, you must be born again. Now, Nicodemus came to Jesus and just marveling at who he was, who Jesus was, the things that he had done. And he says, no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. You know, uh, John f follows this thought up in his gospel in John 20, verse 30 and 31. The disciples saw Jesus do many other miraculous signs in addition to the ones recorded in this, in the, in this book. But these are written so that you may continue to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that believe, by believing in him, you will have life by the power of his name. So, so Jesus, his life, the things that he did showed who he was. And so, so as Jesus is talking to Nicodemus here, he's basically saying, hey, there, you're either in the kingdom of Satan or you're in the kingdom of God. There's these kingdoms in, in conflict. Okay, well, all right. If that's true, how does one enter the kingdom of God? Well, it's all about Jesus and a relationship with him. Jesus says in John uh, chapter 10, verse 10, I think it's verse 10. Anyway, it's John chapter 10. Excuse me, I didn't have that verse there. But John 10, Jesus says, Yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me, will be saved. John 14, 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Acts 16, 31. Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. And then, further, beyond just belief, John 8, 31 that we already referred to. You are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So what it what are we what's what is he saying here? What's what's the let's put this in the context context of kingdoms and conflict. What will be free from? Will be free from the lies, the death, the destruction of Satan's kingdom. Will be free to not be deceived and to know the truth. Now this just believing as this is may seem like a simple process. May seem too good to be true, but but we're in it. This is a spiritual battle. Jesus declares in John ten ten that He has come to give us life, but Satan has come to steal and kill and destroy. Now, many people, and you know, Jesus even talks about broad is the way to destruction. Many do not believe. Well, why is that? Well, Second Corinthians four four says. Satan, who is a god of this world, there it is again. Satan's the god of this world has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. But Jesus himself gives us hope. And so Colossians 2, 11 to 14 gives us hope here. May you be filled with joy, always thanking the Father. He, the Father, has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. For he has rescued us from 
the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. All right. So, so where are we now as we're, as we're doing our study here of seeking to discern our times, where are we? Well, we're looking at the reality of kingdoms in conflict and we're seeing that, okay, there's either, there's either the kingdom of darkness that Satan is the God of this world, or we enter into the kingdom of God through being born again of the spirit. We, we come to believe in Jesus. We come to follow Jesus who is the way, the truth, and the life. So where are we then in regard to our current times? Where are we then in regard to, you know, are we near the return of Jesus? Well, God is not willing that any perish, but all come to repentance. So he's patiently delaying his coming. Awesome passage from 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 3 is where this begins. Above all, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come, scoffing and following their own evil desires. They will say, where is this coming, he promised. Ever since our ancestors died, Everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Verse 10, but the day of the Lord will come like a thief. So as we wrap up this segment, recognize the reality of our existence, our current existence. We live day to day in kingdoms and conflict. The kingdoms of this world are under the dominion of Satan. And it's one of lies, deception, death, and destruction. In contrast, in this kingdoms and conflict reality, the kingdom of God is one of truth, clear guidance, and life. God the Father is patiently delaying the come of Jesus, coming to the return of Jesus, so that no one will perish. Everyone will come to repentance. May the Father enable us to so live that we can speed the return of Jesus. Indeed, come quickly, Lord Jesus. I look forward to spending time with you next time. God bless you.